Welcome to the epic edition of Final Fantasy Podcast episode beginning of the month. This is not, that doesn't work out very well. <laughs> this is the MVG Podcast. Yes. That's Will. I'm Dave. We're going to talk about Final Fantasy VIII. There you go. That was so boring. Like with the, all that epic music behind us, and that's, that's where we're going to go with that. Oh, I forgot. We have. A, oh, I forgot about that. Oh well. Do we start over? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, no, no, no two takes things. We don't do. We don't do all that. That's that's like too much like production <laughs> that's value. That's professional business. This right. is not professional. We don't, we don't do all that. Um, today's Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII is a good game, made by good people, <laughs> following another great game. Um, the mechanics in this game are as such. It's a Final Fantasy. Um. Not much more we can say. You're really episode's over. Yeah. Just kidding. Final Fantasy VIII is here. Uh, it's great, and 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 you you get paid a salary. <laughs> yes, you're right. In this <laughs> game, you get paid a salary. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, do you know what the main theme of this game is? Just say it. Just Love. say it. <laughs> It really is, though. Like yeah, the, it really is. It's like a big, giant, freaking story about love. Yeah. Although, or like, one might say a love story. But, you know, I knows. remember when I was a kid, though, Like I was like, I don't really understand it. I think I understood it. I thought it was... Well, I understood it, but I didn't... It was like a little, like, uh, you know, it, it felt uh, it felt like it was being pushed in my it face. It wasn't... Nah, I don't think about that. It was... It was um, it wasn't like the Disney one, you know, it wasn't like a Disney love story. It was like, it was an actual, like, realistic build up to one. It was like a CW love story? Yeah, where you have like but 24 not episodes. Re- that's and not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of filler episodes, and only the first episode and the last episode actually matter. <gasps> no, dude. There's the mid season finale. Oh, sorry. And there's the crossover events. And that's about it. Yeah. Oh, and and it's whenever they they have the hundredth episode, two hundredth episode, yada yada. It's always a big event. There's a lot of emotional um, development in that those hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. A lot of love going around. Put a little love in your heart. Wow. So remember when we uh, <laughs> remember when we were uh, design like we're like hey let's design a game like what? you were like let's design one in space. <laughs> I didn't. That's not how it went. <laughs> and then you're like, "Here's the thing. I think now now we've started designing this game in space. We should make it about love." <laughs> it did not and go then, that <laughs> way. <laughs> and then you were like, "But here's the thing. I'm also a really big fan of the opera. We should make it a love space opera." And then on top of that, you were like, "But you know what? I also really like movies." <laughs> Those are also commonly referred to as cinema. We should make it a cinematic space love opera. Well, I mean, it's me, so it's definitely got to be cinematic. But that sounds that about pretty much how goes without saying. No, it's not how it happens. Well, it doesn't really matter. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, you think this is the point where uh, Square Enix was like, okay, every Final Fantasy game henceforth must be gorgeous? I think they did that in 7. Well, I think that they made seven look really good for the time, but I think eight they were like, "Yeah, we can't, we can't go backwards." Well, I mean, they had they like had a standard at that point. I think. 
they had a baseline, if you will, with yeah. seven. Yeah. Yeah. They did a thing, but they've never been slouchers in, in terms of maximizing the graphical capability of the systems in which no, they implemented their games. That's very true. So, uh, apparently this one took two years to develop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, so, this was made, This game was made around the time that uh, Sakaguchi shifted over to Final Fantasy VII, or not Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Like, this is the point where he was like, I don't have time for Final Fantasy games. I am completely focused on Spirits Within. His loss, right? His what? His loss, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was making fun of Spirits Within. <laughs> um which by the way I actually really like, so you know, there's that. Yeah. There um so yeah, so he's th- he's taking a step away. Mm-hmm. And how do you think how do you feel like that affected Final Fantasy Eight? I mean maybe it affected the battle system and everything. Well, so this is the fir- this one was directed by Katasi. Or Katase. Okay. I don't know how to say his name. What did he did he go on to do anything else? Well, he did. He directed six, seven, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy X, and now he's now he's mostly a producer. So one of the things that oh, and if you're curious what a producer does, we have a podcast on that. Oh yeah, we did <laughs> like I mean, way back in the day. There's a little mini episode. So this one, go ahead. What were you saying? No, you're good. Okay, so this one still kind of has the high technology vibe that six and seven did. Um... <laughs> So you said vibe, and there's like this little 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 TikTok video that came out, and then this guy was like, uh, "This chick was like, I'm a I'm a single proud woman, you know the vibes." <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> what is this? You have to show me. Uh, it's it's so great. Uh, yeah, I'll show you the break. Okay. Uh, so they kind of wanted to go opposite of Final Fantasy VII, and they wanted to have like a a brighter tone to this game. And uh, hmm. I really started to think about this, so. This kind of happened with, like, the Persona games kind of mirrored this. So, Persona 3 was about, the theme was death. And then 4 is all, like, super bright and happy and everything. And, uh, and I started I started thinking about it. I was like, I think Persona is kind of copying Final Fantasy. Because Persona 5 featured the Phantom Thieves, while Final Fantasy 9 had, like, Zidane, who is a thief himself. So, apparently, Persona 6 is going to be on a tropical setting with the theme of sacrifice. A who setting with what? That's how Final Fantasy X is. It's it's like a tropical theme and the theme is like sacrifice. Oh, you said a tropical setting. I was trying to figure out the words that you had said. <laughs> I was like really confused for a second there. Yeah. And then obviously they were kind of striving for a, you know, a blend of fantasy and realism, but you know, mostly realism. Yes. Do you really think Persona actually mirrors Final Fantasies? Well, I don't think it's on purpose, but it kind of is. If you, I mean, they're a little behind the curve, though. Well, I mean, all they things came considered, out later. But yeah, I mean, it's it's probably just a coincidence, honestly. But I don't think it is. It might. Let's go talk to Atlas. <laughs> uh, so some of the first to the series for uh, Final Fantasy. Um, so this is so I never really actually thought about this before, but like so Final Fantasy was it twelve? Everyone was talking about how oh this one's completely three D at this point, mm-hmm. but realistically in Final Fantasy seven VII and eight, eight. And nine and all them like the overworld map 
is always yeah it's already new. like a 3d environment mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i guess the, i guess the Wordsley wasn't like completely new what was the 12 was the, only, was the first one that was 3d from the ground up 3d from the ground up right because even 10 no technically 11 was the first one 3d from the ground up no, I don't see. I don't. Really yeah, notice. but it's there. <laughs> um, because ten was still pre-rendered backgrounds. You're right. Okay. See, I don't count eleven. Because you are lame. <laughs> uh, so this is the first one. You travel with realistic cars, and they come back in uh, Final Fantasy 15. And you also do you remember the trains, planes. In automobiles. Um, wow. I can't believe you've seen that movie or heard of that movie. Yeah. That's because of that one, the the tirade scene with all the F-bombs. Oh, yeah. At the, at the, at the, at the rental car place. Yeah. Anyways, um, yes. Uh, it, it was it was actually kind of awkward the way they did the, the cars and stuff and the trains and stuff. Like they tried they to make rental. everything. Yeah. Well, that and it looked so like it was... It was like an Art Deco kind of, because uh, it was they weren't like necessarily. Think about the way they did that little truck in Final Fantasy VII. They kind of did it mm-hmm. the same way. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like they're like we don't want to make it too real, but all like you could tell it's like they're they, closer to the realistic. Right, but they want. Oh well, like the thing is like they it's like they were trying to overtly design these cars to look make them look like nothing that actually exists in terms of. Like they don't want to get in trouble for a body design or something mm. like that because they looked all bulby. Well, and they were more, yeah, but they were more like the '60s car designs. They're, they're like a, they're like a fantasy car. Like it's kind of like a. So you're imagining a future car, with past aesthetics, right, in a fantasy world, mm-hmm. and this is what you get. Nailed it. Uh, so this is kind of the most. Uh, linear Final Fantasy game up to this point, in my opinion. Because it's so, at the beginning, it's so mission-based until you get to... Here's what I'll say. It opens up big time, but yes. Here's what I'll say. Final Fantasies are all linear. linear. Do not go into a Final Fantasy game and think you're not going to play a linear campaign. Until you get to Final Fantasy fifteen. Nope, still. <laughs> you can't even, like, you I mean. It's completely open world. <clears throat> it's not, though. Because the well, thing is. We'll debate that one. The reason why I say that is just because there's not, you, there's not necessarily things to do, mm-hmm. but you can just explore it. That's all. Right. Okay. We'll talk about that one. That later. being said, eight is linear. <laughs> of course it is. Yes. Um, extremely linear. So, uh, this is the first one where the main character already has a pre-established rival. Um, right in the opening cinema. Right in the cinema. opening cinema with yep. that epic music that was played at the beginning of this episode because our podcast is also cinematic. <laughs> uh, this is the first one to have separate playable party members. Actually, a d- separate playable group mm-hmm. you, from a different time era. Laguna. And his, his peeps. Yep. I... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, this is the first one to have all the party members walk behind you. Uh, it's the first to try to have realistic characters. Um, yep, yep. First one with actual vocals in their songs. Eyes on me. Two of them, actually. 
in the, Realistically. In the opening song. Yeah. I mean, technically, there was vocals in Final Fantasy VI. I mean, synthesized vocals, but vocals nonetheless. Yeah, I, was, I said unless you include the the opera for Final Fantasy VI. Hey, so, yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> uh, this is actually the first one to use motion capture, which is a little bit surprising for the cinematics. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I would imagine for the cinematics. So, speaking of motion capture, did you okay. know that Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within did not use motion capture? I did. And actually did keyframe animation, which is crazy because that means that they designed the animation from the ground up, basing it on like seeing something, but it's not that they didn't like have somebody covered in the little little balls to track their movement. Right, right, right. So that's pretty cool. Anyways, yeah, to hear this, the first motion capture one. Because the the animators at Square are just ridiculous. I'm pretty sure their studio for that was in Hawaii too. Yep, and then it closed. So there's that. Uh, and this is the first one to use, uh, like the, the Thunder, Thundera and Thundaga, that extension. The Ra. Mm, Yeah, we're we're actually wondering about that before. Really? Yeah. So this is the first one to actually, well, I mean, for all I know, this might be the first American one to do that. Right. But I mean, I guess they're technically not doing that in Japan. We're, we're American, so we'll go with that. We'll do that. Uh, (laughs) This is Merka. Yep. So this is the first one that you don't have like a um, like you you don't have a accumulating experience points. Like you get to a thousand experience points and you gain a level, and it and then the next time you get a thousand experience points and you gain a level. I don't know that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, this one also has no armor or accessories, and you don't get new weapons. You just upgrade your weapons, mm-hmm. the weapons that you have. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's also the first to not automatically give commands like magic and items. Like what? Magic and item. Like that's something that you junction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk about when we talk about gameplay. And I will go in depth on how to do all this stuff. That's what we're getting to now. (gasps) (laughs) Well, is that what you want to talk about first? Yeah. We're We're just going to jump right into the most difficult part of this game. (laughs) Do you know who did the battle system? Who? Uh, Hiroyuki Ito. I didn't look up what I did. Oh my gosh! Well, you <laughs> I did this. it again. Yeah. I, I uh, was looking, reaching for my. Oh, mouse. I put in parentheses. Look up what else he's done. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name again? Uh, Hiroyuki Ito. Okay. And, and can uh, you describe the um, hero? What? Sorry. Hiroyuki Ito. Okay. And uh, he designed the battle systems to revolve around the the guardian forces. And the guardian forces in this game are basically are the summons in this game. Uh, so this game is it has it features 3D characters on 2D uh, pre-rendered backgrounds. Battles are completely 3D. It's a turn-based system using menus to allow players to select commands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, kind of first in the series, um, this one did away with. There's no magic points in this game. Actually, I th- I believe that's the, uh, that's technically not a first to the series. I suppose the first one did that. Yeah. Yeah. You had like a stock of them. So so that's going back to the first game. You have you have a stock of of magic they're almost like items instead and what you do is you you have to draw magic from enemies and there's on the on the world maps there's locations where you can draw magic from um you can actually actually later on you can refine these uh all your your or items and cards into magic as well right all right so what what did Ito do so Ito did uh a game design for rad racer 2 um <laughs> really yeah 
Wow, that's weird. Um, he did battle design for Final Fantasy IV. He did battle planning for five. He he was the director and the battle system designer for six. Hmm. Um, event planning for Chrono Trigger. Special thanks for Super Mario RPG. Awesome. You're welcome. Um, game design and battle system plan or battle system p- main planner for tactics. This guy's everywhere. Yeah. Eight uh, battle system designer, um, nine director and battle system designer. Oh, he's the the game director of nine. It, that's what it says. Huh. Um, and then Final Fantasy twelve. He's the director, game design, battle director. So I think what ends up happening is that he's like co. He's working with a lot of people, but I don't think he necessarily directed those games because it feels a little different or. Feels like I could be getting that wrong, but I guess let's see here. Battle hey man, supervisor for four DS. Um, battle design for Dead Man Cross. Hey, that means he worked with um, um, Hironobu's new new um, studio. Monolith, not Monolith. Uh, what was it? Uh, Mistwalker or something like that. Oh uh, right? yeah yeah yeah. Because uh, I played I played Dead Man Cross on Android a long time ago. That's funny. That's a Mistwalker game. Yeah. Did you ever play Blue Dragon or no. Lost Odyssey? No. They're good. Um, that being said, this guy this guy knows battle design. Yeah. Um, but he didn't <laughs> know battle design for this game. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that being said, this battle system was actually it flowed pretty nicely, except for whenever you have to draw, you have to stop and draw everything. Yeah. And it almost felt like that's they were artificially like lengthening the game by doing it this way. Also, early on in the game, you can't quite figure out what stat it is that characters have that allow them to draw quicker Mm -hmm. because there's certain people that draw like nine from somebody and the other people who draw four from somebody. And that was really freaking annoying. (laughs) Um, And so that was, yeah, that was a thing. But then when you draw stuff, you draw magic because you need to have a lot of magic to junction. Now, this game introduced... Like you were saying earlier, they have the guardian forces Mm -hmm. that are technically your summons. Right. But in this world, the guardian forces exist and not necessarily that they always have to be summoned. They're just like entities that are always there kind of, I guess, with you. And somehow, I think... Yeah, it's like a synergistic relationship. Right. And I think this the junction thing was almost like they're like... Um, you could almost think of it as kind of like a, as a soulbound thing, mm-hmm. and then you're when you're junctioning magic, you're like equipping them with magic. But when you equip them with magic, they view, say for instance, fire or fira, as like a piece of equipment. You could you could actually kind of magic is equipment in this game. Um, yes. Well, it's more of an item, I think. It's equipment though, because you actually put it on your character, and it gives you stats. And it keeps nah, those. Well, I guess. I guess it's. I suppose in, it's in a way, it's, it's both. equipment and an item. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is uh, another. It's a weird thing that they tried to do a, a balance between these things. But right. yeah, so you would draw the magic. Say, for instance, you get ninety-nine fire, right? Mm-hmm. And you equip fire, but you're or no, sorry, you junction. Let's, uh, let's start this over again because this process <laughs> is very complicated. So you junction your GF. Let's mm-hmm. say Ifrit, right? Ifrit has. The ability junction just means that you're assigning a guardian force to a character. You equip you equip the Ifrit to your character. When you equip him to your character, he provides empty slots to fill with magic. 
these slots are determine like what things you can equip your magic to. So for instance, Ifrit starts off I think with strength and elemental attack junction or something like that. That allows him to take any magic and put it in the strength slot. Now every magic has a different way that it modifies certain slots. That being said, fire in a strength slot might actually give it a lot or let's say plus 10 to strength. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you have the ability to mag- to junction to your magic stat, you put it in there and it might actually give you 20 because right. magic is more attuned to magic or or no sorry, fire is more attuned to giving you more magic or whatever. Anyways, so it becomes that kind of thing where you're like constantly sorting through your magic to see which is best. If that's what you had to do. But this game decided, let's forego all of that and we can give you an optimized feature, which I was so happy about. Yes. When I, um, and so you can actually optimize it for attack or magic, which means that whatever the highest, whatever your, uh, whatever spell is highest level for you pretty much that you can equip into one of those slots, it would make sure to prioritize your attack or prioritize your magic or balance it. Um, that being said, that's only one aspect of that of that system because the more of a specific magic you have, the higher the stat is mm-hmm. or the higher stat bonus it provides. So in the battle, sometimes you'll actually, you might actually might need to use that magic. That means that actively your stats are going up and down depending yep. on what you're drawing or what you're using. But then they found a little way around that too because certain monsters you can draw from that maybe they might actually have their weakness on them and you can draw it and just use that magic on them. That being said, that rarely happens, but like that was another thing. I like, mean, the only time I thought that was useful is if they had cure. Yeah, and, and you, would, just draw you would draw that, it. Yeah. And, yeah, you would... Instead of mon- actually drawing it to yourself, all you'd actually do is cast it pretty much from the monster. But the annoying part is that drawing takes a turn. It takes a whole turn. And... Um, in the remake, Equity. which I started playing um, a while back, is they uh, well, I say a while back, but it wasn't that, that long ago. Um, in the remake, they uh, I think the remake and some some other ports of the game, they introduced fast forwarding mm-hmm. and yes. made it made that whole you just yeah, hold, like the PC one and and then the remake. Yeah, you just hold down the button. Yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about the remaster? Like while we we're talking about this game. Uh, I don't, I honestly have never played the remaster, so... Okay, we'll just talk about it at the end of the episode okay. then. Um, okay, so, now that we've got that out of the way, you can junction magic to your stats. Right. Now, there's another aspect to right. this, too. So, you're junctioning... This is this is all the stuff that you're doing for your own character. Mm-hmm. At the same time, your guardian forces, or guard, GFs, we'll just shorten it for GFs, uh, they actually level up mm-hmm. along with the characters, yep. and they also get ability points. Right. So, as they accumulate ability points you it also unlocks different like like he was talking about um you might be able to junction strength mm-hmm. you know with the first ability that's the first ability you learn and then the next ability maybe you can junction dexterity and, and later on you get an, um, an important aspect of that is that you get to choose which of their abilities that you want to spend or that you want them to be learning so yes they earn ap as you battle and they uh, they assign that AP to whatever ability that you have selected for them to learn at the time. So for me, like early on in the game, like I want to learn the big abilities like early on. Like I need, like I want an t- elemental attack junction, which means that it opens up a slot that I can put a magic in that can change the element of my weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would prefer that, but they also have not only, in addition to their junction abilities, they have... Um, things that unlock uh, different command types, like yeah. instead of using items or magic, magic, 
you could actually um somebody can um you can unlock somebody that has the ability to turn uh monsters into cards mm -hmm. you have or you have the ability like you can access shots remotely which yep. i don't know how that's that's a weird uh, ability for the guardian force but right um <laughs> and then there was one that has uh or then there's a lot of them that have that which you were talking about earlier that gives you the ability to refine um certain items so say for instance like uh somebody's dropping uh, a blue tentacle or something right mm -hmm. and you can take that blue tentacle and turn it into water magic if um if I don't know, let's say Shiva learns water refine right. magic low or something like that or whatever, and she can turn it into low low level water magic. That being said, all of these abilities, like they're all, you think of them as like your accessories. Like pretty much the Guardian forces are your whole suite of equipment, mm. and you can equip multiple ones because they won't all have everything. So maybe if we're even maxed out with everything, only conjunction. Um, let's say strength, magic, elemental attack, and maybe vitality. Right. So, so maybe you still need some defense, right? So you're looking to another summon, or you're looking to another GF, um, and they might have that. So I always loved how, like, in different RPGs, like vitality and dexterity and all that stuff, like they'll mean different things. Way different things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, like, if I'm, I'm like, yeah, I want to boost my strength, and I'm like, I know what that is, and then. You're like, do I want to boost this thing? I don't even know what it does. So right, like some some games will say like spirits or something like that, and mm -hmm. that might actually mean um, like white, the effectiveness white magic of your yeah or, the yeah. effectiveness of your healing magic, and then other games will be like uh, spirit is actually your defense against magic. And you're and like, it, what the hell? And then other games will just say straight up magic defense mm -hmm. because. Of course. And then other games will yeah, say I prefer that. Maybe they should start doing that. Other ones will say. Uh, resistance or something like that as your as your magic defense or whatever anyways this game's pretty pretty like plain about most of its terminology well, just because there is so much yeah you know you know the funny things okay well first of all so this is the first one where like because because the main character's squall he has a gun blade mm -hmm. and when you do his regular attack you can actually hit the l1 button and he can do an extra damage as he like shoots as yeah. he slash slashes. Yeah, here's the thing: you do that all about five times, and then you're like, and "No, you're I'm like, good." Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> funny. That's, I was the same way. It was kind of like it was reminiscent of the Super Mario RPG times, which is funny because you got special thanks on Super Mario RPG. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was reminiscent of of that you idea. You know, of as time attacks. As we're vocalizing this system like it sounds interesting it is very interesting yeah and then the thing is for me when i played it as boring as it was to draw i loved the idea of the customization yeah. and the ability to min max my characters so if i wanted somebody to be purely like a, an attack powerhouse and i needed them to target a weakness i know who i'd equip it was got to it got to a point that once you get all the guardian forces or at least all the ones that you can get or whatever um like you start to for me i was writing out sheets of like he this person has all these junctions and i need to have i need to have Are you started making sheets mm -hmm. you and your sheets i do i make a sheet for everything um like right now i'm going through monster hunter and making all the charms in that game <laughs> um and my goodness last night i was getting so frustrated i um i realized that i had to get three black spiral horns from the black diablos and they are the most annoying creature to fight anyways back to final fantasy 8 the sheets um 
so yeah so you just pretty much like there's a lot of a lot of customization in how you make your builds or whatever for that game and i know there's certain people of course that are going to tell you well no uh the base stats for uh for squall allow him to actually be stronger blah blah blah, attacker or you know if quintus is actually optimized for uh for healing or something like that you know those kinds of things like right um but again in this game magic to me and this is just my opinion magic to me wasn't necessarily as important like when you're in the battle as it was um before the battle started you know what i mean um because i i think i i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna say i barely used magic in that game Mm -hmm. because once i drew it i didn't want to lose it yeah i know because it was annoying Um, because you didn't want to start drawing again right and then like if i did it was like emergency situations it was like a or it was like a boss where you knew that they were like heavily weak against fire and only one person had elemental attack junction so you're like okay well everybody else use fire i guess we'll we'll go back and (laughs) we'll go farm for it again so uh i think this is the point where i say the very first time i played this when i was a kid i didn't know about the junction system and so i actually beat the game just using my summons and that's it I mean, I knew I could draw magic, and I used magic to heal, mm-hmm. but to attack, I pretty much just did Guardian Forces the whole time. Oh, speaking of Guardian Forces, there's an option that every Guardian Force unlocks called Boosting, which, do you remember that? I don't. I, I so, don't. during their attack animation for Guardian Forces, which is like always a long summon animation, yeah. you can mash the square button. And then there was times in the animation where you had to stop because if you like every time you hit the square button, oh, it yeah, would yeah, raise yeah. a gauge. Yes. And then if yeah. you didn't stop during certain sections, it would reset the gauge. Mm-hmm. And so you had to keep on doing it. And you have to be like really cognizant of when you're so you couldn't just smash it the whole time. Right. So pretty much you could boost it. And then once it got to a certain once you got to a certain number, anything over that number actually gave you like a percentage increased attack power. Plus, if you boosted over even a further number, you could I think you unlocked. Uh, like special effects for the for the um for for the for the guardian forces like mm-hmm. they would be more likely to poison or they would be there was that kind of or be right, a critical right, right, hit right. or something like that but yeah it was yeah those kinds of things do you remember limit breaks in this game um oh shoot uh it was a status called uh hero or aura or something like that i remember but it's it's similar to final fantasy 6 where the only time you use it is it's random and it's dependent on if you have low health right and like the lower your health is the more chances you have of it working right but it was active though like when you when you got it you had to trigger it no i think i think this one you didn't i think you no you to... did okay i don't remember it um the, it triggered you knew it was there um because it would show like a little arrow off to the left of your normal oh, yeah, attack yeah, yeah. and you'd be able to do it and then um then certain people you get to choose which one you want to do and then other people like uh like squall he just kind of did his thing and you had to like time your button presses for the to match the middle of the gauge or whatever mm-hmm. and then oh i do remember his yeah. yeah um and i think he unlocked different ones as you upgrade his you weapon do, or something yeah. like that uh so oh Last thing. Are you, ready for the, are you ready for the, the, the debate? Wait, last thing? Oh, I guess. I I, I, I kind of think I know where you're going. All right, go ahead and say your thing. In the battle system, the monsters, they level with you. Begin debate. So monster level. Did you, is that really what it is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the monster levels are based off your character's average level. So if mm-hmm. you have a character that is level one, Mm-hmm. And a character that's level fifty, mm-hmm. then the enemy level is twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Did this rub you the wrong way? I've heard theoretically that you can advance your level to like 99 from like the beginning. Technically, everybody can, yeah. Because of the fact that, well, they're leveling up with you. So theoretically, they're getting experience along with you. Yes. Well, I guess, I okay, fair enough. I suppose like any game you technically could. Yes. But yeah, don't do that because that's a lot of work. Um, that and oh, but the bat, the boss, some of the boss battles would cap though. Yes. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I will say about the system that it was good and that I did like the uh, <laughs> stupid. I did. I I use it in a Destiny fate. Um, hate it. But I also cap the the level per act so you can't out level your act so pretty much the first act ends at or you can only get to level 25 your 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 character mm-hmm. oh. which means that everybody because they level averagely with you they can only get i think up to level 27 so because it's a uh, two up and two down i mean okay so for and then well hold on hold okay on, go ahead hold on, hold okay. on. okay so one of the things that, like I said, it's it's a good battle system. I like the I like the idea that you can't really out level your your competition, um, which lends more towards the strate- or strategy um, the strategy of <laughs> making sure that your junctioning is good, um, because that's your advantage. I mean, if is you that know you can junction it. and the monsters can't. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and the monsters can't. That being said, well, actually, maybe maybe like I ran away a whole bunch because mm-hmm. I didn't, and so I get to the bosses. And since I wasn't fighting like the regular ones, I wasn't really leveling up very much. Yeah. Well, one of the things they did with their boss or not bosses, just monsters in general, is that when you le- when they leveled up, they actually got new abilities, and they also yes, they also they changed the drops that they give you. That is where I drew the line at the system being good, because it got to a point where, excuse me, my goodness, I got burp. It got to a point where they pretty much made it to where there's certain items that you could only get while a monster was like level 12. But because you can't force that monster to... Oh my gosh, I forgot about this aspect. Yeah. And oh, then so once they got... To, once terrible. you out-leveled certain areas, the you'd actually end up you with like a level go, 50 version of a monster. Yeah, and, and you can go back and backtrack so you can get this item. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, and then you can't. Um... But then there were certain. I think is it this game? I can't remember if it was this game or <laughs> or your own game. <laughs> no, there's a uh, there's another game, and it might have been this one, but I don't remember if there, what ability it was where you could level down monsters. Um, but I don't remember uh, I don't uh, what game it is. Um, so so for me, like, uh, okay, so if you're gonna make a system like this, I personally think that uh, monsters should have a cap to their level. So I think about, like, the first thing I think about is, like, the slimes from Dragon Quest games, right? And I think it's ridiculous that if you're level 50, that a slime is also level 50. I the think slime's been around for a while. Yeah, but there's almost, like, this is this is not a smart creature that's really, like, learning stuff. Like, there's only so much this really weak bottom of the food chain type creature is going to evolve to, you know? Right. And I think that's why it bugs me. Um, I could see if they had actually, um, like they did something, um, maybe they, like, well, I mean in the dragon quest games, you know, you have like the, the blue slime and then you have the metal slime and then there's other slimes with like float around with tentacles and whatever. And I get that. Maybe they, maybe they morph, or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, if they had 
if they actually if they were, advance, if yeah. they were polymor- polymorphic, is that the word? They morph into multiple things. Yeah, I think polymorphic is the word. I cannot because rem- that makes sense. That I would make sense. I can't remember what game you could uh, you could uh, change the level of monster or level down the monsters because I I want to say it might have been Final Fantasy Nine. I thought we were going to debate more. Oh well, again, I have problems with it too. Yeah, but I do like it. My thing is, I in in the Destiny of Fate, I never change the items they drop. Right. There's never a no, need for that. No, that's really dumb. That's really stupid. Yeah. Oh, because because the thing is, you you never want to make a part in your game unless you expressly identify it as such. That can never be done once things are once like if you have any kind of side quests in a game if you have any kind of like extracurricular like achievements or whatever why would you ever gate those to like or what you know what i mean like well i mean for me like the to yeah, the yes, whim I, of the player i percent agree with that yeah. but as far as like the the level leveling up with you like there's the fact that i most likely did just run away from monsters didn't level up and it was a benefit to me because they were still always on my level. But that means that I'm not battling. I'm not I'm just I'm just going through the motions and running away and I'm strictly experiencing the story, I guess. Right. I Yeah. It almost there's, get there's it, it did make it ever it didn't it made it weird like uh like like, like m- almost like you it was giving you the, the option that if you wanted to like scuttle through this game you could because you wouldn't be highly leveled right. you know or if well you know, i would imagine that some of the bosses though like had a set level type thing like like or le- at least like a minimum level so you could be like level 5 but the the boss is like between level 10 and 15 and you can't beat them at level 5 i wish i had my strategy guy the strategy guy for final fantasy 8 is insane um, cause it lists all the level ranges. It lists all oh, of really? the items that you get. It lists their stats, tops and, and, um, it lists, I don't know if it listed their skills necessarily. It was a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. Um, I guess, I guess we didn't debate as much as I thought we would, but, uh, there's not much to debate on. It, it's a, it's a good system badly implemented. That's all. Oh, sorry. It's a good system with okay. one aspect badly implemented. Okay. And that is the item system. Cause I think. They think they really missed out on on an opportunity there. So how'd you feel about Triple Triad? One of the greats. What is it? A goat. <laughs> uh, so Triple Triad, it's a it's a card game, and uh, so apparently they they want they wanted something for players to do between cutscenes <laughs> to keep them excited <laughs> between cutscenes because we all know the battles not no battle systems okay. Wow. Uh, so the programmer fought to have the cards turn into items instead of just collecting them because it felt like it would be too detached from the main game if if they had it where they're just collecting them. Mm-hmm. Even though that's what you do in Pokemon, you just collect Technically, them. Technically, that's all. <laughs> I'll catch them all. <laughs> um, you ready for a little bit of speculation? Do it. All right. So if they made a Final Fantasy VIII remake uh, and you know, obviously it's going to have to revolve around these summons. Like, I'm kind of curious what your take, I have my take, but I'm curious what your take would be. What do you mean revolve around these summons? Well, this, I mean, the Final Fantasy VIII revolves around, I mean, Guardian Forces are such a huge part of this game. Whereas like Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, you can only use summons in certain areas. But if you're going to have Final Fantasy VIII Remake, 
I mean, it's such a vital part to the gameplay. Like, how would you implement that? I mean, should I just go over what I was thinking first? I'll just. Uh, what do you, okay, so. Yeah. Okay. Serious. So I was thinking that there would be. Um, you would have to. I think you'd have to have more draw points outside of battle. And uh, I think that if you're drawing, it would have to be way faster. Um, and I was thinking along the lines of like something like, remember, have you played Animushu? I don't think what you would. I don't think you draw at all. I think. Oh, you think you cut it out? Completely? I think they'd forego drawing. And was well, a part make of the it, game though. Yeah, but th- I think what they would end up doing is have it to where like when you defeat monsters, like you'd get. You get them instead. No, well, that, that's no, kind of like get, the old God of War games. Like you, you defeat, defeat them, them and then all and of a sudden they like, suck into you. Yeah, yeah, like they're you suck in their spirit. Yeah, that's kind of like how Animushu and God of War. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Th- I think they would do something like that, and then I think there would be a lot more item drops, and then so that way the refining thing would be a little bit more mm-hmm. prominent. Um, but yeah, that's what I think would happen. And then as far also, as th- excuse me, also I can't see them turning this into how they did the, the seven remake. Oh really? Weird. No, I, I almost see. feel like I must feel like uh, seven's like gonna be the jumping off point, or not jumping off point, but uh, I hope not. Jumping off point. That means like that's that's what they're gonna start basing it around, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I do. I I think they will. Um, and then like I was thinking about for uh for the summons though, uh, you could do something similar to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles two, where like you're in that one you have what they call blades which are kind of like summon forces and they just kind of they're kind of there as a as a support role and um or like if you ever you ever seen okage shadow king you remember that rpg back for ps2 no but you know blue dragon i know of it so i mean okay well in those games uh well in the shadow king game and the blue dragon you just kind of had this like you had this summon behind you right and you basically right. drew, drew your power from that um kind of like i mean, actually kind of like persona like that's that's probably the best model or jojo's bizarre adventure i don't know that one but yeah they should totally they they could do it that way where it's just it's just a part of you it's not like it's a part of your character it's not like a separate attack and okay yeah um and i would definitely want them to make irvine less corny looking Nah, keep him that way. <laughs> so stupid looking. Irvine for president. <laughs> for president? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. What, so what are you, what are you, some of your thoughts? So you, well, you obviously, you wish, you want them to totally switch it up and they made a remake. They don't want them using anything close to the Final Fantasy Seven deal. I don't care about them making a remake of that game. Okay. Personally. Yeah. Sorry to. Oh, that's fine. You, I mean, you already you said before, you don't really like to speculate, so. I won't force you into it, but instead, once last yeah, week. yeah. Well, fine. I'm, I apologize. You should. I'll, I'll apologize on on a break. Okay. We mean like the one we're about to take. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, I may have seemed out of it for the last section of that last podcast, but I was not. I was looking up the ability that I thought existed in some other game, but apparently existed in Final Fantasy VIII, and that is the ability to level up or level down a monster. Mind you, the only person that gives that to you, 
or the that you can learn it from is uh, is Tom Barry, um, who was another one of the Guardian forces. But that does give you kind of the leeway to like it's kind of like how they fix the idea of losing of a terrible battle system. It's a great battle system. It's <laughs> just that one section was the part that threw me off, and now it doesn't throw me off anymore because there's you can only lower the level of slimes. You can lower the level of a lot of things except for the things you can't. Which, <laughs> Thank yeah. you for that info. I cleared it up. I, you know, I do my best. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move into the story now. And uh, so the main plot was conceived by Katase, uh, while the character stories were done by Nomura and the scenario was done by Nojima. Okay, okay. And these should all feel, sound familiar because they're the ones working on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, so uh, in early concept stages, uh, Nomura wanted to have like a school days feel while Nojima already wanted to have the story revolve around uh, people of the same age. And so, like, they both came together with those ideas. And they're like, you want to do that? And the other so, one's like, you want to do that? And they're like, oh, my gosh. Why is it that it seems so simple? Because it is. I just want to have school days. Oh, me too. I just want to have kids that are about the same age. We could write a whole Final Fantasy on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, these are their, like, separate ideas of what they want to do. So, they basically, we were, were on the same page without even knowing it. Yeah. And so that's how so weird. <laughs> and so that's how the game kind of revolves around th- these military academies uh, called Garden, and their students are called well, their c- students are called Seed. There's are but there's uh huh. You see what they did there? It's the Garden, garden with Seed. I don't remember <laughs> what Seeds did for. Um, I don't it's with the capital either. D. It's yeah. Let's see, Seed Final Fantasy VIII. What does it stand for? Eight, I breathe. Oops, I forgot to put Final Fantasy. Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing, man? <laughs> That's the abbreviation of a regular seed. What does seed stand for? Do 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 Nothing. It exists purely for the clever play on words that seeds from garden make sense. Then why capitalize the D? Especially educated ex-disciplinarians. What? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think the convention of capitalizing a word when it occurs in the beginning of a sentence. See such detail. E lowercaseness. (laughs) This is making for great podcasts. Holy crap. (laughs) Is there like just a ton of crap about this? <laughs> no, there's just people making fun of it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'll probably cut it out, but just yeah. I'll just tell you what it says here. It says sucking every educator's, and then it says D, and then in um, asterisk goes is shot because of course you can't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably cut that part out. Anyways, it was just funny when I read it. Um, apparently, it doesn't mean anything, and the capitalization is arbitrary. And it might have something to do with the way that the Japanese but it looks lettering went out. Cool. Yeah, but it was a, it's just a play on. Huh. That is. And now you know. Kind of lame. The boy you know. <laughs> All right, so this game takes place uh, twenty years after, essentially a, a world war. Uh-huh. And a world war. A world war. World war. You thought I know a world war. <laughs> 
Uh, and it's kind of about how people have, are, are moving past this event. Uh, and a lot of the main characters are orphans, war orphans. And <laughs> war orphans. War, war orphans. Um, and if you really think about, like, uh, well, it was made in Japan, and there was a significant war in Japan. And I, I, I'm, a, I'm assuming a lot of this stuff mirrors stuff that happened in Japan. Yeah. where there was was probably a lot of orphan children. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so horrible. Horrible. <laughs> All right, so uh, so the main main character, Squall. What's Squall's last name? Leonard. Leonard. Good job. Uh, so he's he's kind of this reserved character. In, uh, <laughs> Good job. What? Yeah, I've, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're going into. Are we going to do characters before we do story? I'm just kind of throwing it together. Okay. Uh, and he kind of has this reputation of the be- being this uh, lone wolf. He's kind of antisocial, a bit socially awkward, and uh, he's an angsty teen. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, he's he didn't get enough hugs when he was a kid or something. Or maybe he got too many hugs. No, he literally didn't get enough hugs. He got too many. I mean, it's it's kind of part of the plot. Don't try. <laughs> uh and well and another character his rival uh is cypher do you know his last name i do not nobody knows his last name it apparently it's almasi almasi <laughs> i don't even know how to say that okay <laughs> but he's the one that uh gives uh squall the scar on his face but what on- is what's what squall being called leon as well i don't know that's just the kingdom hearts thing okay yeah uh, but then Squall returns the favor and gives him his own scar. Um, so Cypher is kind of a bully and, you know, he's kind of needy, reckless, neat, but he's also kind of lone wolf. And realistically, these two have similar personalities, except for the fact that, I mean, actually, they're both kind of standoffish jerks, mm-hmm, realistically. Mm-hmm. But since Squall is the main character, he's the good guy. Of course. So, um so since this is an academy, uh, Squall's first mission for his exam is to see if he's battle battle ready. And mm-hmm. uh, and his first ex- his first mission is he goes off with Quintus, uh, who is his 18 year old instructor at Belong Garden. Oh, Belong Garden is the is the uh, military academy that they're so at. So as you get older and you play this game, if you don't really pay attention, it seems a little awkward. That she's 18? That she's 18 first. Yeah. But also that she's his teacher. Yeah. And then also that she kind of has a hots for him. Yeah. That being said, if you look at the actual description of the characters, technically she's just a student that has excelled faster than the other students. So she is actually like, she's kind of like the teacher assistant that takes over because that's what they want to do when they Mm -hmm. get older. Yep. That kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of a different society as far as teacher goes teacher is just somebody that knows more i feel like once we get into the story that's going to become up that's going to come up and i feel like that kind of thing like i wanted to clear that (laughs) clear that out real quick the technically she's the teacher but she does have she does kind of got hots for him but they're pretty much the same age anyway so it doesn't really matter so it's not i say pretty much they're both yeah that's that's actually kind of a cool subplot um her her feelings whatever because they yeah. I mean, they explain what they... Anyway, they, they kind of go Sorry. into that a little bit. He's 17, she's 18. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, I don't remember this part, but apparently she's, like, really popular, and she has a she has a bunch of groupies called Treppies. 
Cause, oh, because her name is Quintus Trepe? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember this part. But she just, she like completely, she's completely unaware of it. Everyone else knows about it, but she's like. Oh, yeah, the people who have her cards and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she's like completely oblivious to it. Yeah. Because she's, again, she is, she is like, um, if you think in like anime, it's like she's like the, the, the super cool kid mm-hmm. that is always class president or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of her. But she's not. Oh yeah. But she's she does it because that's what she she wants to do. But mm-hmm. she doesn't do it for them, or right. she doesn't do it for, for the, fame and for glory fame, yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, so so there's a part in the story later on where uh, she gets demoted from dis- uh, instructor because supposedly she lacks leadership qualities, which I always thought was funny because I was like Quintus does. Yeah, but I'm like, oh like, yeah, she's insecure. Yeah, but but her whole but the whole time she's like, I mean, she comes off as a leader though. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I suppose that. There are a lot of times she's like, hey, Squaw, what do you think of this? But I always took that as like, because... As the leader. He just Well, no, yeah. I took it as she just wants to talk to him because she's oh, there's got... Oh, that too. She's yeah. got the hots. Yeah, that's what I always took it as. I didn't think of it as like, like she's unsure of herself and needs to ask him. She's got the hots. But apparently she goes to the Squall. Uh, I don't even remember this part. But when she, she goes to Squall and tells him that she got demoted and verbatim what he says is... I don't Talk care. to a wall. <laughs> i don't care man <laughs> i don't care um so uh, you know as we're talking about the, you know the the it's a, an academy so the game has kind of an adolescent feel at uh Balam garden mm-hmm. but outside of the garden like it's this war-torn nation and there's all kinds of strife all these nations kind of fighting for power yeah it's funny when you start the game and in the first uh like hour or two of the game you don't really realize that a war has ever gone on or yeah. is occurring or even anything unless you talk to some of the NPCs and they might have mentioned it in passing. But mm-hmm. the game gives the appearance of like, oh, this is like a school drama RPG with with uh, a place that exists. And then finally, like after like the first two, three, maybe four hours of the game, mm-hmm. it might even be less than that. It might even it's be, probably less than that. Um, then you get in, uh, then you get get sent on a mission. Yeah, and that mission is pretty epic, and it's timed, and it sucks. Yeah, I forgot about it. Time that was the and demo. it's graded too. Oh, I don't remember that either. Oh yeah, because yeah, well, what you were talking about before, like you get so you get it ranks like the our our military, mm-hmm. and the higher your rank, the more pay you get. So you actually get you don't you, you get, get paid, paid based on in game times. Yeah, yeah, or so. like steps taken or something like that. Oh, actually, I think it might be steps taken. Yeah. And then you know you you, you just you, walk around the circle for a little bit. Get yeah, paid, you, yeah, you put you get the rubber bands and you know, and you put your your uh, analog sticks together. I never did that. Oh really? Nope. Okay. Because I didn't need the money because I didn't really ever buy anything. I did that for Xenoblade Chronicles X too. Because it everything's so yeah, like it's based on time and everything's so expensive in that game. It's like that's the, yeah, it's it's dumb. I don't know why they do stuff like that. Uh, so so Squall's final exam. Uh, as a seed cadet, is to stop one country from invading the other country. The other country, and I didn't even bother putting the names. Uh, Delling. Oh, is it? Is it Delling? No, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Um, but this is when he meets uh, Zell and Selfie, and, and that's when they join the party. Uh, so actually, but originally Cipher is supposed to join the party, but then he's a he's all like, I don't want to hang out with you guys. He's and a jerk so, bag. Yeah, and so Selfie joins instead. Uh, so Selfie is she's. She might be related to the Yuffie. She's well. She's the thing that you take with like usually the front-facing camera of your film. 
Oh, <laughs> wow. a selfie. Oh, gosh. Come on, man. Come on. I couldn't be the only one there. He's <laughs> the one who's always packing on the dad joke. <laughs> so Jeez. she's all bubbly, lots of energy. She's kind of clumsy. Uh, she, she's like on the planning committee for the academy, which. Yeah. She's that person. Yeah. And, uh, and then Zell's just like this ridiculously overzealous, overconfident, like martial artist. And yeah, then, but at the same time, he actually like legitimately like believes in what Seed is doing and he really yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. be like ideal. Yeah. So you remember, do you remember what Cypher calls him? No, I forgot. Remember he gets all pissed off all the time? Yeah, I forgot. What so he calls it. him a chicken wuss. Oh yeah. <laughs> which which I, would, I really want to know what it is in J- Japanese actually. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll find that. Continue. Uh, so, so you know, they go in, they do this. Oh, that really was epic. Like that first battle, and then run, you have to run to the streets from that, uh, like that. That big old spider thing. Yeah, the spider mechanical thing. That's what music sounds like. I'll play it, and you'll be like, "What? That was good." I remember almost like I'm telling you. Yeah. So, so after this mission, they have like a little bit of a celebration and Squall, Zell, and Selfie, Selfie um, become members of Seed. And during this celebration, Squall meets, who she meets? She meets, he meets uh, Riona Hartley. That's Heart her Lily. Heart Lily? Mm-hmm. I think it's Heart Lily. Heart Lily. It's literally Heart Lily. It says H-E-A-R-T. Hartilly. Artilly. Oops, my bad. <laughs> oh man, I've been calling her Heart Lily for like all. Her, oh, sorry, Renata. Uh, so she's like this. You're still Heart Lily to me. <laughs> <laughs> so she's this character that speaks your mind, has tons of ambition, and uh, like she's so she's she's also the leader of this like rebellious group. And uh, so I guess Namora was worried that developers were gonna like he's gonna design her, and. Uh, and like the developers and marketing team were gonna try to over sexualize her character. So he was like For Renoa? Yeah. So he's like he was like really trying hard to like do the best he can to like make her just just like cute, not anything fancy or anything like that. And like he left I guess he left like all these notes about this character. Mm-hmm. Basically, don't do what I know you wanna do. So I, I don't do, Tifa this. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if he designed <laughs> Tifa and then all of a sudden they got into de- development. He's like, Whoa, where did those come from? I did not design that. I don't really know. Sure he designed that. I mean, he probably did. Have you seen his costume for every other character he designed? I feel like, he got, I feel <laughs> like he did that. Intentionally. <laughs> I don't know. But that being said, Renault is definitely d- designed to be a lot more conservative and mm-hmm. even, but well, from her, per- her personality to the way she dresses, it's very like you can tell she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be, be charming. She's supposed to be the good though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the theme of this game is supposed to be love, and the logo of Squall and Riona embracing was inspired uh, because the two wanted to convey, um, or because the developers wanted to convey emotion through body language, which is, I don't know, it seems kind of weird. <laughs> you know, like the who. They wanted to convey emotion through body language, and that was the whole reason that they wanted them embracing 
It just seems weird. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you look at it again, they went from having graphics where people didn't barely had arms and didn't have hands to where now they kind they don't have articulate fingers, but they yeah. do have hands and they have full arms and they have full legs and full bodies. So that, yeah, of course you're gonna do as much as you can to like try to get it to I look just, sim- uh, like familiar. Also, one I just think of all the body language you could do. Like that's one of the most obvious and basic. What the like, hug? Oh, you're hugging. Oh, they love each other. Yeah, but if okay, so another thing that's really challenging with 3D graphics is to get 3D graphics to interact with each other. Yeah, I know, I know. Especially, <laughs> especially moving models because um, it always tends like there's clipping and stuff like that. Because what ends up happening is a model is animated by a skeletal frame, which mm. means that everything else around it uh, could possibly go through each other because um, it's not everything isn't um, uh, there. It's not like a, a hard surface on the outside. It's like a it's pretty much there to put over the skeletal frame. So right. when they when they would do like a hugging animation, they, it's pretty much somebody has to calculate like how much like how wide the arm is to make sure it doesn't clip through the back. But it doesn't anyways. Um, but yeah, it's like a whole thing. I, so I can see why they were like they push for something like that and trying to show it in the right. best way they possibly could. No, that makes sense. Okay, I get that. Um, so chicken wuss, the actual the translation for it would. The literal translation would little would be chicken jerk or chicken bastard, and so they went with chicken wuss because it actually sounded more like an insult. <laughs> I guess. So. Um, I mean, but it works. It's, it's something that you run into when you're translating from from Japanese to English. Did um, you watch Back to the Future? Sure, a long time ago. Oh, I can't remember what they always called him. Ooh, somebody's phone went off during the podcast. Oh, that was an alarm. Oh, <laughs> oh, let's take a break so you can answer your phone. No, it's not. It's an alarm. I don't even know what the alarm's for. Oh. Oh, did you go pick up your baby child? No, I'm good. So, uh... I'll erase all that. Don't so, okay. <laughs> Except so, for that. Oh! <laughs> so, getting back to love, like, I, I almost think that this game's... <laughs> getting back to getting love? Getting back to love. Uh, I almost think this game's more so about, like, or just as much about like platonic love as it is like a romantic love. Well, I mean, one of the first loves in the series uh, is they start off by telling you that a character loves another character, and or not loves, sorry, really cares for another character, mm-hmm. and they pretty much push that character to the side and say, "Get over it," because he likes somebody else, like. Quintus starts off being oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like, yeah. like really like infatuated with Squall, mm-hmm. and then Squall discovers Renoa, and Squall's like, "Oh shoot, hey girl," and like, but he's not even he's, he's but he's not even like that at first. I I know, but you can tell his attention is not on Quintus anymore, yeah. or it was never really on Quintus. But he yeah, doesn't even know what's going on. Quintus had the uh, the unrequited love, um, and Squall was like, "Why does she keep on hanging around?" <laughs> I don't know. Oh, whatever. Get off. She me. cool. Um, yeah. So, Anyways, so yeah. he meets. So he meets Riona, and then the next day, the party is assigned to assist Riona. Renoa. Did you say Riona? I it's said Renoa. Or I might have said it. I don't know. Anyway, Renoa. And so the assi- party is assigned to assist Renoa's resistance group in liber- liberating the town from the country Galbania in Timber Place. Gal- right? Sorry, Galbadia. Oh yeah, I call it Galbania too. I call it a ba- Galbania. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this one's actually, so this country's being, is, you know, kind of the big bad empire or whatever. Uh, but it's being mani- manipulated by the evil sorceress ambassador named Adea. Adea? 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 I feel like I've always heard it, heard it said Adea and I said Adea when I was younger. I don't really remember. 
But I've noticed that you pronounce everything all cattywampus, so... Well, I noticed the same about you, so... Whoa! <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, so after the after their mission of helping Renoa's, Renoa's resistance group, the group is sent on a mission to assassinate Adea. Uh, and then joining them on this mission is Irvine Kinius. Because um, they needed a sniper, right? Yeah, they needed a sniper. And... Uh, and he's actually a student of Galbadia Garden, um, which is really weird. Like, I don't know why he's sent out to assassinate her. I don't really remember that part. Again, I think it's just because he's a, an expert marksman. Yeah. But but he's And he's the only one that uses the gun. Uh, no, there's a gun blade. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say he's the only one who uses the gun in your party, but no. And all I remember about this character is he was flirting with everyone. Hey. Hey. He's surrounded by all the women. I, th- I feel like maybe he was he was just bound to happen, and that's kind of that. And he has like the facial like for it too. Like he he just looks like a a massive massive bag of douche. Like <laughs> he just like he's the like the, the hair flipping and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he he's got it. He's so, got like it. It's painted on his face. I'm gonna hit on you. That's so like his whole thing. So supposedly, like when they were making Laguna, like Nomura is like, I don't want to make him as handsome as Squall. Like I don't want to take away attention away from Squall. So I need to tone him down. So here's the thing: Laguna's still ends up being cooler than than Squall. Than Squall? What? Yeah. Oh Laguna. man, Laguna hands down. Laguna also, me crazy. Or, also the not song. Laguna, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, what, uh Irvine. Oh. Irvine. Oh. Oh. Psh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Irvine's like a like like the the dorky handsome, but he's definitely not like. He's not like the suave, cool uh, squall. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, it's effortless. I can't help it. Like that <laughs> kind of thing. Whereas, like Irvine's like, hey guys, hey guys, guys, look at me. I look good, right? He's that guy. So <laughs> <laughs> look at me! Look at me! Look at me! I'm wearing a hat. Look, I, I wear uh, and and look 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 at this gun. It's big. You know what that means? Big bullets. Um, <laughs> big bullets. Nice. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I, I pretty much just put the beginning part of the story. Um, but then like after that, like it's pretty straightforward at that point. And at that point you can start to see. So that's, that's the point in the story where it gets where, um, where Dorothy starts to fall asleep. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Very. Yeah. That works. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I know this kind of stuff. Um, it's the point in the story where I feel, oh no, it's literally that point in the story when they introduce Irvine, they go on that mission. It's at that point where Dorothy falls asleep because at that point yeah. is where most people or you are go down the rabbit hole or, yep. yeah. And then we're not in Kansas anymore yeah. <laughs> because, and then the plot just all of a sudden is like, what? Well, cause there are multiple trans, uh, uh, there, there's more multiple interpretations of the way the story goes. And one of them is one of like the, pretty much one of like the biggest psych out kind of, uh, uh, it was all a dream, um, kind of things. But like, it wasn't a dream. It could be. That's so, okay. So let's say, did you already say how the mission went? Oh, no, I didn't get to that part. Okay. Uh, Okay. The mission was not successful. Mm -hmm. Somebody supposedly got mortally wounded but then right after that well i mean it's it's pretty much the beginning of the game you can i think we can say it okay so they fail 
they don't actually shoot her she pretty much sees it coming well yeah well uh he actually his shot is actually on on target but she like deflects it like. right that's what i said she saw it coming oh yeah okay and then squall's like well uh, shoot you know and then I he's gotta like, jump in this car and yeah i gotta go i'm gonna run up and i'm gonna get it right mm-hmm. and he goes to get her and she's like dude i'm a sorceress like i literally have magic powers <laughs> um <laughs> and so she takes his little ice spear and stabs him to the chest actually it was really awesome because it was so unexpected oh yeah it's like a it's almost like you've you almost felt like at that part of the game you just experienced an early game main character mm-hmm. main main character death yeah and then like and they're like jk in this weird way of transitioning they just kind of snap and then he's waking up mm-hmm. it's it not is, something you recover from right I, and that's why weird. there's a lot of people who are saying that at that point in the story it's all He's like having like a Jacob's Ladder moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very much a Jacob's Ladder moment. Because if you look at it, some of the imagery that showed in the game, whether it be toward at the very end for the ending cinematic, or as the game progresses, there's certain things that happen that seem so fantastical. And even like the the ending plot for the game, where like uh well I guess you know what we're already we're we're spoiling stuff and and I and I guess it does not spoiling until you play it and you're like holy crap what does that even mean but the end of the game pretty much ends up with somebody out of left field talking about how they w- it's out of left field if you didn't understand it when you were mm-hmm. a kid but they actually really do explain it really well during the game except you just if you're not if you're not late well, if you're not paying a, attention I was a teenager like when I played this yeah. so I was if like, you're not paying attention you're not paying attention and you you I miss like, I don't know what's the, going on I don't know what's yeah. going on ooh I love these ending cinematics right so (laughs) the idea for the game or the idea is that if you take all of time or if you have the ability to take all of time and put it all at once yes would you be you would never grow old but you would never be born you would have all the power but so would everybody else that being said, as a sorceress, because the the person who wanted to compress time, as a sorceress, they wanted to bring everything together so that they could rule over everything mm-hmm. forever and never. Because that's <laughs> yeah, kind of if time exists all at once, then I mean, time doesn't exist. I mean, that's one of the flaws of the story. Because I mean, so so Cipher actually has a better character arc than the actual main bad person, and 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 Cipher just ends up being the lackey of each one of these. Sorceresses. Yeah, because well, because the game totally does the old school. He font. wants a purpose. Yeah. Well, the old school like this one totally does what the old school Final Fantasy does, and you're like, oh, this is the bad guy. Oh wait, just kidding. This, this is, is the, the main bad guy. Bad guy. <laughs> oh, you think that one's the main bad guy? Just kidding. That one's being controlled. This so. isn't even my final form. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. There's like eight final forms in this game. Yes. So. Um, I think it set the record for the Final Fantasies. Yeah. Um, that being said. It was, uh, the story was, like I said, at that point when it split off and people, like, you have your own theories about what actually happens after Mm -hmm. there's the, there was the, it's all a dream Mm -hmm. and, or it's all, uh, it's his coming, he's going to heaven moment or whatever whatever. happened on the island happened. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, it's purgatory. Um, and then, (laughs) no, I know, I don't know, but I don't care. Um, but then there's also the theory that everything did happen as such and 
it was the storyteller's prerogative to either focus on everybody, you know, like trying to get him better and making, you know, so, so that he could, or helping him heal and mm-hmm. taking care of him and getting him the surgery and all this other stuff. And so he survived the whole thing. Right. All right. To skip past that and just kind of have him wake up. You know what I mean? It's like a, a storyteller's prerogative. Do I want to focus on that moment or is it not, or is that moment not the important moment? The moment, the important moment is what happened afterwards. Because whatever what happened afterwards is we're introduced to even more characters that further uh, enforced or that further enforce what comes later mm-hmm. in that their connection, all these people that just happen to be gathered together, all of their connection to like all of the, the major things that are going on in the world as a whole, which when it's explained and when it's understood the story actually isn't as horrible or as uh, it's interesting. random. Yeah, as it's a lot of people yeah. tend to to say about no, it. No, I don't think it's horrible. At you got I think there's a lot of people that say that you have to um, that the, the story wasn't. Yeah, the story isn't as good as you might think it is. Blah blah. blah. But then there's other people who, if you when they explain it to you, they won't tell you. Now that I explained it to you, it's good, right? They just explain it to you. And go, huh? Now I want to play it again because now I. Having knowing that I have to go into this with a, uh, it's a Final Fantasy. Why you wouldn't go into it with an open mindset is beyond me. Yeah. That being said, again, playing it as kids, you might not quite understand. It's just like playing Xenogears as a kid. Which, <laughs> by the way, I played Xenogears for a while, and I think that it uh, it kind of just ingrained itself to almost to a point where I could later understand as I grew up what I had experienced. Yes. Like it just stuck. And I think seven kind of felt the same way in that there was a lot of things that happened that as I got older and looked back at it, I was like, oh, so that they were, t- and okay, so their relationship is like, okay, so this is, this is a rebellion for this and these right. people are here and okay, a lagoon is here and here because of this thing and yeah, it, it, it makes a lot of no, sense. I didn't even talk about Laguna. So, which is a cooler character than Squall? Yeah. Uh, so there, and I, I love and one thing. Better I'll, love story too, huh? Better love story too, right? Him and the the singer, right? Uh, uh no, uh, the singer is actually uh, Riona's mom, because her name is I don't remember her name is. It's something rather heartily. Isn't um. So he gets okay. So so or was uh, him in the small town let, girl? Let's uh, yes. So let's we can talk about him a little bit. Um. So. So there's this character named Elone, and she had—I don't know if she's a sorceress actually. I don't think she is, uh, but she has the ability to send people's consciousness back in time into another person's conscious, and she randomly does that throughout the story. And she's trying to, and she she brings uh, Squall in the party into the consciousness of this uh, this guy named Laguna and his two little peeps, and um, and actually I guess so. So Laguna's party they're like this they're kind of a close niche um military unit yeah they're, they're soldiers yeah, yeah and then uh squirrel's party is kind of the inexperienced type and they kind of want they want to have that contrast but anyway um and so she's she's actually sending them back in time because she thinks that she can she's hoping that she they'll be able to change the past uh but then she figures out like oh you can't change the past but at least they're they're learning 
from from seeing the past yeah you can actually think of it as when she sends them back in time they're passengers they're not mm-hmm. necessarily they're not drivers i always wonder if uh the the assassin's creed games were inspired by this at all um who knows yeah have you watched watchmen the the new series yeah. i have not watched it yet okay then we won't talk then. okay okay uh, so Lagoon is actually like, he's kind of the like opposite of Squall. I mean, he's like this super charismatic. Uh, he's actually he's a little bit like Zach. Now that I think about it. Well, to be honest, Squall is actually charismatic because charismatic refers to the the ability to lead and like the ability for others to believe the things that you're saying and to follow the well, things. Squall that you're has saying. that too. Eventually, that's why I said but Squall is charismatic, but he's charismatic and um, he's charismatic in the way that the decisions that he makes. He has confidence in them, mm-hmm. and people follow his confidence. Whereas Laguna, his char- his charisma is his determination, his perseverance, and his like, um, pretty much like can do attitude, if you will. And I think that's like, that's what like, makes people follow him. Like yeah. Zach from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah, Squall is Cloud and uh, so and so Zach's a little bit feels a little bit more anime type, and Laguna feels a little bit more. Adult, <laughs> adult anime. I don't know. Well, Laguna was definitely older. Yeah, as well. So there's late twenties. He's super old. Oh man, he's he's like <laughs> twenty seven. Yeesh. Yeah. Um, old man. So what happens with? So you're talking about um, the singer and everything, but he actually he's wounded in battle, and she. Fu- uh, I don't remember her name. Shoot. Uh, but the rain. S- rain. She actually finds him, nurses him back to health, and then they they fall in love and everything. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But it, their story is a little bit of a. Um, and then there's a little baby child and it's a sister or whatever, and they're always like there's no, so close. There's no sister. It's a boy. They have a boy. Oh, sorry, little little bro. Yeah, and I uh, know they. It's a boy. It's an adopted daughter. No, that's alone. That that's what that's what I was talking about. Yeah, adopted. Okay, uh, but they actually have a kid. But uh, even though, the, yeah. who's who? Who is the mystery child? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> but um, uh, their their love story is a little kind of oh, good because I'm, I was actually serious. Who's the mystery child? Oh, it's Squall. Oh, so Laguna's that's, that's Squall's Squall. daddy. Yeah, it's heavily hinted at in the game. Son of a Humana. I didn't. Well, because so I didn't know this. So Laguna and uh, Laguna and Rain's relationship, like he, he actually ends up taking duty over (laughs) duty (laughs) over um, his love with her. Uh, He actually he goes off to lead uh, Galbania or Galbadia or whatever, and then he actually fight like she her village gets I don't know mercenaries or somebody attacks his village. She dies. Oh, it's not heavily hinted. It's like told. Oh, it's not told. Squall, Squall was born to Rain Lior in the village of Windhill when she died shortly after his birth. Her husband Laguna never knew Rain was pregnant as yeah. he went uh, in Esther saving his and Rain's adopted it, daughter. It's it's hinted at. I mean, I I'm pretty sure it's never explicitly said. So, so yeah. there actually okay. that's kind of interesting because there's actually three different elements to this game. Uh, to the story. I mean, you have your main party, you have Laguna's story, and and you know Squalls is kind of this coming of age. Laguna's is 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 more is a love story as well, and uh, but then you have all this sci-fi stuff where you have uh, 
Adele, who's this sorceress from the past. You have Adea, Adea, who's this sorceress of the present, and you have Ultimatia, who's this sorceress of the future. And this sorceress from the future is trying to manipulate the crap out of all these sorceresses of the past. To make sure that they actually celebrate Christmas? Yes. How do you know? Have you played this game? <laughs> <laughs> so It's a Christmas carol. So uh and so this game has a little bit of a, a Oedipus prophecy going on with Altamacia because she she's heard this prophecy that someone from the seed soldier is going to come and kill her. And so she's actually doing all these things to prevent it from happening in turn, you know, causing her own. Yeah. Um, is it really a prophecy for somebody from the future? It would be, it would be, it'd still be a prophecy. If, if uh, during her time, if she heard this, it's still a prophecy. True. Um, uh, but so one of the really dumb aspects I thought was so the and and people some people like this I didn't really like it so when people use the guardian force it like attaches to your brain. Mm-hmm. Probably, there's actually there's like probably a, darn it I forget what the memory part of your brain is called the medulla. Yes. No, wait, is it the medulla? oblongata? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I don't know. I don't remember. I'll be knowing stuff. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, so it attaches to your to your brain, and and in in turn you lose your memories. And Irvine, since Irvine is the only one that wasn't really using a guardian force, he actually remembers his his uh, his past with the other characters, but everyone else has forgotten. Prefrontal so, cortex? No. Amygdala. I think they. Amygdala is involved in fear and fear memory. Hippocampus. Hippocampus associated with declarative and episodic memory, as well as recognition memory. Yeah. There you go. Hippocampus. Hippocampus. Uh, anyway, so Campbell apparently Cole. it attaches to your hippocampus. And um, I forgot they did talk about that. Yeah. Sorry, but, but because that's the reason why nobody remembers yeah, that they all grew up a, in the same place. That one's that one's kind of a cop out moment. People I don't think it, so. But I always I, think they're a cop out moment. No, I that right there. I for, I forgot about that, but that was that right but there was why, like a, like like Sid's. Okay, so Sid ran the place that they've all met at in the past. But why is he like? Yeah, come on, be a be a be a seed in my garden. Junk yeah. Junction with this guardian force so you don't remember what happened in the past. That doesn't make any sense. Um because he wanted to make them He's a jerk. He well, I mean really actually it comes down to he is a jerk and all the best soldiers are ones that are Remember he gives up his spot because of how he feels about with the things that he did. So Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that part. I think Squall ends up becoming the leader. Oh. Of the garden. Oh, you know what? Oh, okay, I remember. After and that's, they defeated, and that's when it becomes less uh, linear. Yeah, and you can move around, fly around Baumgarten. Ball, but that being said, yeah, he, I think he, because uh, that was when him and Adia talk about it, about what they did, because that was both of their plan. Man, we were just giving everything on this game. I always put spoilers ahead for these games, anyway. I think this is the one we spoiled the most. But actually, you know, but it's like, because eight is like the it's it's hardest it's the hardest one to explain without. Sp- Without spoiling it, because the game itself well, is I suppose, so intricate, and that's why I liked it. I suppose we did throw out so many freaking scenarios that people are like, "I don't really know what's going on anymore." True. So, but then people who do, they'll argue with us to the death, <laughs> and because it was all a dream. Um, yeah. Break time. Right. Okay. Okay. Hey guys, guess what? 
We're almost done. We are. And do you know that this episode is actually a lot longer than not very long? Uh, it's actually a really <laughs> short episode. Do you want to know why it was a short episode? Because it's Final Fantasy VIII, and that doesn't seem like David really likes Final Fantasy VIII, but I do. But I and I was able to talk about it. But then I like I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to give it all away. I like Final Fantasy VIII. Do you? Mm-hmm. I just don't like the battle system. <laughs> I do, and but unfortunately, I don't. I you don't spend like a lot of time doing the battles, so yeah, you gotta I, like it, right? Yeah. So I, th- so Final Fantasy Speaking VII. You gotta like it. Do you? I want some cold. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake, like I'm super happy about that. But I think of all the Final Fantasy games that they remake, this is the one I'm most interested in. In eight, mm-hmm. okay. Because well, this is the one I've played the least. Oh, so it would be a fresh take on a fresh game for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Basically, uh, so now we're on to the did you know section, and uh, so. So they wanted this game to appeal to more to some foreign audiences. Uh, so they actually hired Jean Reno to play Squall. Did you know that? How? <laughs> Just kidding. Onomusha? Mm-hmm. The professional? Yeah. Okay. So, but they did want to uh, uh, appeal to a broader audience. So they actually, that's why um, they used a lot of European settings or like... They took inspiration from a lot of European cities, rather. Okay, okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Mm. Like the first town that you go into uh, when you leave Balong Garden. Mm. Looks very... Uh, Venice. Venice, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so apparently the, the translators needed to use the game shark in order to get the text files to translate the game. Because I guess... <laughs> which I don't really know how this works, but um, I guess they asked Square Enix for for the the text and they were basically square enix was or square the squaresoft at the time was kind of like no you guys are good you can just work off the disc play the game translate as you go yeah pretty much um do you remember okay so do you remember the i always thought they just sent him like a whole script over and they said hey translate every single line of this dialogue and then we'll re-input it back into the game i'm sure that's how oh i mean they do it at the same time now like it's true. Yeah, it's they have stages and they yeah, it's it's all Simultaneous, works together. Yeah. Like translation and writing at the same time. Yep. Uh so do you remember the weird UFO UFO parts? But, uh po- pew pew pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. You, where you have to like you have to track down the UFO in five different locations and, and they're like abducting cows and stuff and it's so I great. I don't remember whether they're abducting ab- abducting, but you fight them at the end. Mhm. But I think they And then you get a card and you get a um hold on hold on i think it's an accelerator which allows you uh the ability auto haste or something i'll have to look it up that dude man again i like weird though right like Like, where's where's that coming from (laughs) it comes from the idea that every final fantasy has had some kind of side quest that seems a little out of left field yeah but uh they actually have the same side quest in uh the silent the first actually uh, multiple silent hill games but the first silent hills game um, you do the same thing. It's five different locations. Bum bum bum. And I'm pretty. I can't remember if you like. Yeah. I think wow. it becomes. I got it right. Is it you really? You get an Aegis amulet, an Excel. Oh, I didn't do the Aegis, but an accelerator and a card. Hmm. Dude, I I I don't know if you noticed, but I, oh, and they are abducting cows. There was a cow right there, but then there's. Oh, I do remember this now. 
Yeah. They have the same thing in uh, Chrono Cross too. For some reason, actually, actually, I think the alien becomes a party oh, member. Look at that ship, the Ragnarok in this game, so freaking beautiful. Yeah, and it then was they recycled awesome. it for Ten Two. Ugh. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, you're the right. Oh, no, you're right. Yep, it is kind of look like that. I be knowing things. Woo. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so originally the story was going to be split between, like, equally between Squall and Laguna, where like the first half was going to be Laguna and the second half was going to be Squall. Uh, talking about of the whole game. Mm-hmm. And actually, so it almost could have worked. Yeah. Yeah, it totally could have worked, but I guess a lot of Laguna's stuff was was cut. So there's definitely a ton of material for the remake to give more time to Laguna, apparently, or okay. a prequel or something. Okay. Um, so being that Cloud and Squall are kind of the quiet reserve character, uh, so Nijima, I can't say his name now, uh, decided to add the inner monologue to Squall to help differentiate the two. Differentiate? Oh, because Laguna just says everything? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. A Cloud and Squall. Like, oh. So sorry. so he actually, it was for, for Cloud, since they didn't really say much, like the, the Nojima gave them like the dialogue choices, mm-hmm. which didn't do crap. So one of the things I've noticed actually about a lot of these Final Fantasies is that we they don't have diverging storylines. There's not like you make a choice, something yeah. else happens. It's always like... Well, most games, I mean, realistically, most games, even when they have that, don't. But they do. Except for uh, Witcher, I suppose. No, there's a lot of other games that do it. But anyways, this one... Kind or, of, like, know? pretty much a lot of the Final Fantasies, because they have linear stories, they tend to give you, like, a, it's like flavor text, really, when it comes down to it. Like, you, mm-hmm. like, how do you, how do you want to respond to this? It's still the same answer, but how do you want to say it? Right. And then, by pressing it, it doesn't really change anything. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. I did it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, so, I guess, originally, uh, Nomura originally wanted to have a, a love triangle between Squall, Briona, and Cypher. But I guess they. I'm glad I mean, they didn't do that. Yeah, they changed it though. Because do you remember that uh, Cipher and Renoa dated like a year before Squall met her? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so Nomura originally wanted to design uh, Quintus with a a short skirt, and then of course he did. <laughs> and then he wanted to design. Well, I mean, he wanted to give Renoa a short skirt, because so they said. They said no to Quintus, and then he wanted to do Renoa, and they're like, well, yeah, we'll give her a short skirt, but we'll give her, like, shorts underneath. Mm-hmm. And then a, a jacket to cover her up. <laughs> yeah, and so, but then, I guess Nomura was like, I really, really want someone with a mini skirt in this game. And then so, Selfie came along and he was like, yes. Well, she originally had overalls. <laughs> like, she was designed with overalls, and then he's like, I'll make overall mini skirt. I can make this work, guys. It's <laughs> all I need. I don't ask for much. That's all I need. Just, just give me this. So, so I saw this when I was doing some research on this game. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen any of the Charles Angels games, but apparently, uh, some kids in one of the scenes are playing Final Fantasy VIII, and but it's two kids and they're holding controllers, mm-hmm. and then of course they're like they have Final Fantasy VIII going in the background, but then they're like mashing on the buttons. Yeah, and you're like, uh, it's always funny as a gamer to see um, other people gaming and then they and whoever produced the movie or directing the movie actually decides that they're actually going to put the game on screen and then yeah. you see them making all these actions and you're like here's the thing that kind of game requires one button press to hold <laughs> and you just constantly back and forth i know and then like 
but and then these kids, I'm sure they know how to play video games, and they're like, yeah, and they're just like they, mashing well, for I'm a Final sure, Fantasy. I'm sure kids like when they're in for the scene, they're like, but that's not really how this is played. And the director's like, shut up, push buttons, push the friggin' buttons, <laughs> man. Uh, so do you remember the weird uh, Shumi characters? They're like oh the blobby guys. Yeah, like these weird yellow human like creatures. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember this part, but apparently. Like so, in the these characters in their adolescence. Hold on, is this the little tiger people? Yeah. So oh, that's the best. So I drew one of them. A long so time ago. the Shumi, like when they uh, when they're a kid, they either they go through a polymorphic state, yeah, and either they're either they, a mamba. Yeah, they either come into a, a, a mute mamba mm-hmm. or an adult Shumi, which is like the weirdest thing. Yeah, and ever. the mambas are like these like tiger, the anthropomorphic tiger peoples with like this cool anime spiky hair and. I made one into like a card, and I drew it. Like it was, it was like really, really yeah. good. Um, they kind of look like a like an anime version of Red Thirteen. Yeah, that, that walks. Yeah, um, it was it was the whole thing. Those guys are so cool. But uh, I kind of like if you look at them, like they have the, those shoomies. They have like the weird long fingers. But mm-hmm. do you know who Mojo is from X Men, the mm-hmm. villain? Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like. like Kind of, yes, yeah. yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe. I always wonder what, where like artists and everything get inspiration for their stuff. Oh, well, Tatsuya Nomura gets no inspiration from anywhere else. He definitely comes up with everything off the top of his head. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's all I got. A what? Yeah, that's really actually all I got. I was hoping for some more. <laughs> um. Right. Well, shoot. I, man, I feel like I want to talk about this game more, but I, I don't have like a, I, again without just like going through and fully explaining the story, like don't have really much. To I mean, we did. We really t- touched on like all the the main points. But you know what's funny is like there's all these um main points to the story, but I don't remember any of the details in between. I remember a lot. That's why I said I could talk about it more. Oh, but okay. I just. You guys aren't ready for this. I can't wait for a remake for this one, though. I really can't. I can wait. Uh, I mean, I can wait for it, but I will be excited when it does happen. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. (laughs) You're tempering your expectations. It's good. They are tempered. Tempered. (laughs) As for next week... What uh, are we talking about next week? I, I never really, got that from me. I'm actually not really sure. I <gasps> well, I did start. <laughs> I did start on um, uh, genre melding. Genre melding. That was what we were gonna do in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Month, right. Yeah, I figured like this one's kind of the same thing. It, it still works. Okay, and then you have. But I haven't decided how. It That's the tricky part. Well, I guess we'll figure that out next week. When we record on Bum 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 Oh sorry. Until next time. Until next time.